The first question for Peter Greenberg every time he joins us on the show is, where in the world are you, Peter Greenberg? And today he is in Chicago, in the studio. I'm in Chicago listening to the B-52s with you. (laughs) How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Okay, so, of course, when you were on with John Williams today, a lot of questions about travel to the Middle East, and one specific question came in and said, my daughter is scheduled to study abroad and Jordan, Amman, Jordan, beginning in January, is it safe for her to go? Jordan is one of the safest countries I've ever been to, um, and my last name is Greenberg, I might add. But I will tell you this, the entire region is now suffering because of what just happened over the last three days. Uh, you will see airlines canceling flights to that region, meaning Jordan and Egypt. It may even exp- expand all the way to Dubai, simply because you're you're seeing uh Tour operators canceling, you're seeing hotels canceled, you're seeing cruise ships being repositioned out of the Mediterranean near Israel, uh, and of course the airlines out of Europe are canceling. So we, we may be you know stuck for a couple of months here as this, this area tries to recover from the, these horrendous events. Peter Greenberg is host of Eye on Travel, and Peter, in the past I really took to heart that you said one of the things that... I should invest in as a traveler is travel evacuation insurance, which in this particular situation in Israel would be good to have if you can even get a flight out. Well, there are three different kinds of insurance out there. There's the trip cancellation and interruption insurance that you see when you go online to make a reservation. And I normally advise people not to buy that online, but to buy it through a travel agent who can talk to you about what the policy language means. Then there's medical evacuation and repatriation insurance. That is, if you get sick or injured overseas, and everybody should have that policy if you read it carefully. And the third one is... Uh, you know, basically commando time, getting you out of a country in the event of a natural disaster or a political problem like we're seeing now. Uh, those are three different kinds of insurance. The third kind, hardly anybody ever buys unless you're in a high-risk job. But the first two, you do need to have them if you have a substantial investment in your in your travel, but you have to read the policy before you buy it. Please don't buy it online. Go through a travel agent or a travel advisor so they can talk you through what's covered and, most importantly, what's not. Peter, they say, obviously, the cost of oil is already on the rise because of this war. How is that going to impact the cost of travel? Right now, not much. Uh, because we're de- dealing with a soft travel period anyway in the fourth quarter and the first quarter. But if you if you keep it long-term, it will have a big impact. Remember, uh, there's a knee-jerk reaction anytime there is a disruption in the, in the balance of power, as we would say. And uh, this, so it's not surprising to see that go up. It's not surprising to see airlines cancel. Uh, but remember, uh, at the end of the day, it's law, supply, and demand. So uh, uh, if, if we're lucky here, uh, three to four months from now, things might stabilize. But for the next three months, every day is going to be a surprise. What's a deal about Delta being forced to pay back customers when they wanted to give them credit instead? That caused a class action lawsuit. Will people get a check in the mail? Is that how that's going to work? You better believe it. Uh, there's, a, there's a DOT rule that's been on the books for a long time that says if the airline cancels your flight, you're entitled to get money immediately, not a voucher. Now, they can give you a credit, but a voucher, that's like the draconian gift card. And airlines were getting away with it for a long time until somebody reminded them there was a rule, and then they continued to ignore them. And finally, somebody filed a class action suit, and you know what happened. Uh, I saw you do a video. I For some reason, it stuck in my head that it's a rental car, but I... 
Talk to me about rental car agencies. It's not just me because I feel like we make the reservation online. They take our credit card information. We get there and they never seem to have the car we rented these days. Well, here's the deal. When you rent a car, most people are doing it online again. And you never follow up with a phone call to the actual location that's renting you the car and establish a relationship with the manager of that location. Because rental car fleets get get exhausted. You know, there's a run on different models. And you need to have that relationship. You don't have to become best friends, but you need to have a person's name and email address so you can confirm the reservation that you got online. And you establish that relationship to be able to say, listen, I'll be there at 11 o'clock in the morning. Please hold that Camry for me, or please hold that SUV for me, because they always have the right to substitute equipment, and it may not be what you want at all. Yeah, my situation, they wanted to give me an electric vehicle. I've never driven it. The power wasn't, it was only at like 42%. It was three in the morning. Uh, you know, there are many concerns. I just feel like... I'll give you the biggest concern. Okay. I don't care if they give it to you at 100%. Where are the charging stations? Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah. Especially when you're in a town that you've never been in before. Exactly. No, uh, it's, it's, it, look, the technology is great, but you got to back it up with common sense. I saw an article on petergreenberg.com. That's who's in studio right now, our expert on travel. And it was your opinion on hard shell luggage or soft shell luggage. Yeah. You know, we did this story a couple of years ago. I came up with this idea. And it was a video piece that we did for CBS where you saw me enter a room. It was nondescript room. And in the room were like eight cardboard boxes that were sealed. And you still had no what I, had idea what I was doing in the room. Then you saw me open each cardboard box. And in each cardboard box was a hard-sided or a soft-sided bag made by a well-known manufacturer, American Tourist or Samsonite, Toomey, you name it. And then you saw me open each bag. You still had no idea where I was. And in each bag, I put oranges, bananas, pineapples, and watermelon. (laughs) Then I closed each bag. And then one by one, you saw me as I walked out of the room. And when the door opened up, where was I? I was in the elephant cage of the New Orleans Zoo at feeding time. (laughs) And I put in, and we had even had cameras on the elephant. We had elephant cam. And... We put the bag in one at a time with a timer to see how long it would take each elephant to get into that bag and destroy the bag. <laughs> and we found out very quickly um, the, the problems with hard-sided bags sometimes. Um, <laughs> the, the, some of those bags lasted, I think, about 13 seconds. I bet. Uh, oh, it was hysterical. Okay, so you're in to do some work on News Nation. Will we see you on TV tonight? I did a piece this morning, obviously, on the situation in the Middle East and what this means not only politically for Israel, but economically for the region and for us as travelers. And I'll be continuing to report this uh, during the week, no matter where I happen to be in the world. We appreciate your presence on the show today, Peter. Thank you so much. You got it, Lisa. Follow him online, petergreenberg.com. Listen for Eye on Travel Weekends on WGN. And stick around. Steve's News is next on 720. Lisa Dent, WGN.